Hi guys, welcome back to What is Holding You Back, the podcast which will help you understand your true potential and purpose in life. And we are back with another episode for you guys, which we're super, super thrilled about. Absolutely, Anusha. We are really excited about this episode. Before we begin today's episode, I wanted to talk about how change is possible at any age and time. Too often we want to start something, for example, a business or fitness journey, and we think that it's not possible after a certain age. We often come up with excuses that I don't have time, I don't have enough resources, it's just too difficult for me. I'm not talented enough. This is a fixed mindset. There is always a chance to do something that you really desire, but it's all about changing your mindset and changing your belief. You have to put a pause on the negative thoughts and visualize daily that you have achieved your desired goal. If you don't believe in your own desire, then no one will. Yes, Arslan, I definitely agree with you that so often we wait for things to happen. One day this will happen, one day that will happen. We just procrastinate. The thing is, if you don't plan for it now, if you don't write it down, it will never happen, I think. So today's motivational guest that we have, her journey has been outstanding. She has gone from being a mother of three toddlers who was completely out of shape to become a world-class athlete. I think that is a massive achievement. She has made this transformation into her passion to help other people and to reach the same stage. She's the founder of Empower Training System. She's a life coach, weight loss coach, fitness expert, and she's also the author of Living Young. She says the goal is not to change who you are, but to become more of you are of you who you are at your best. And I completely agree with this quote. So often we are not trying to be best friends with ourselves. I think the only person that can love you unconditionally, understand you, is yourself. So this is a list of massive achievements. Um, so I would like to welcome Angela Myers. We are so, so, so delighted to have you with us today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here and I really appreciate your invitation. Amazing, Angela. So the first question I wanted to ask you is that, um, is that tell us a bit more about your amazing transformation journey. Okay, so starting at the beginning, it uh, was more I was just a really unhappy mom of three who was staying at home, taking care of the kids, not getting a lot of sleep, you know, barely taking showers. I really was just living to make everyone else's lives better, but was very unhappy in the process. And it just happened one day, the very first thing I did was decided that I was going to take a boot camp class because I just was so tired of like barely fitting in my jeans and not feeling good about the way that I looked. So I decided that twice a week, I was going to go to the gym and take a boot camp class. And that is where the story begins. Wow, that's, that's amazing, Angela. I think your story is really inspiring. And I think you have taught us that if you believe in something, you can achieve it. And, and human mind is conditioned to do that. You know, if we, if, if we visualize something, we can, we can definitely, definitely achieve it. And another important thing you have shown us that is that, that age is not a barrier. Uh, if, you, if you can right. truly uh, believe in something, you can, you can definitely achieve it. And, and you know, despite your obstacles with kids, 
you made it possible because you truly truly believed in your end goal i think that's the most important yes well one thing that's interesting about my story is when i first started i had no idea i would end up competing on a world stage that wasn't my end goal and that makes my story a little unique because some people start with these huge goals and then they just go for it but i actually just wanted to get in shape and i think one thing that is interesting about how i how i did this is that i just looked at the tiny incremental improvements I was seeing in myself. And each time that I saw something improve, like each time that I lost some weight, or I remember the first time I was able to do 10 push-ups on the ground, um, you know, my next thought was, well, what if I could do 15? Or the first time that I ran a mile, I thought, well, what if I could do two miles? And so it just was this small journey where I was very focused on what was happening and feeling good about the progress that I made. And just stepping forward into the next step and then stepping forward into the next step, because I had kind of had this growth mindset of what exactly are my limits and let me kind of explore it. I would have had no idea if you would have told me back when I was, you know, an out of shape, stay at home mom, that you're going to compete on a world stage in the 400 meter race. I would have not believed you. I didn't even think that was possible. I didn't have that huge end goal in mind. I just stayed consistent with like, what's the next thing I could do? And what if I could do more? And what if I could do this better? Okay, now I can run five miles. What if I could run them faster? And what if I could shave a minute off my time? And I just kind of looked for these small incremental things that made me feel excited, like these mini goals. And they led to the next thing and the next thing. So I think if anything, as we're talking here today, um, I would want to inspire people to just stay focused on the small wins and then look for how to expand them. I don't think you always have to start with a huge project or a huge end goal in mind. I know for some people it does work like that. And it did work for that when I was setting mini goals. Um, so by the time I was able to run, you know, say five miles and, and I started to notice that my times were improving and getting faster. Then at that point, I started to consider about competing like, well, I wonder how my times are stacking up against other people's times. Like it's only then when I got to that place that I set a bigger goal. And then when I got to that place that I set a bigger goal. So it kind of unraveled slowly by slowly, if that makes sense. Yeah, that is really incredible. Like you showed that, you know, it's not about the final destination. It's about who you are becoming in the Exactly. Process. It definitely is like, we want to be to that place, but are you going to be even be happy when you go to that place? And I'm exactly. really look up to you, the fact, you know, when we get, you know, women get children, we just, they just lose the identity over everything or, or just normal. Like we try to please other people, but are you even trying to please yourself? Are you even being, you know, nice to yourself? Are you doing what makes you happy? Like we have so many obligations you have to do this, you have to do that, message this person, this person, yes. like, you know, what are you to yourself? So yes. to my next question is what are the actions that you took on to start this journey despite your set setbacks? Yeah. So the actions were just, again, small actions. Like the first thing I did was just go to boot camp two times a week. Um, and then I, then after I started feeling good after a couple of months, it was three times a week. And then I started to run in addition to three times a week. And then I started to teach boot camps. And then I started to, <laughs> to be a personal trainer. And then I started to train other trainers. And then I built a personal training business. Like it was just like those little actions at the beginning. I think the message is just do it. 
you just have to get started somewhere, no matter how small it is, you just have to do something like even if it's one day a week or one, read one book or go to one program or just a small step, like that's the that's the first action that starts to initiate this huge unraveling and unrolling of, of potential and possibility and opportunity. Um, one thing about uh, an obstacle for me, obviously, was having three small kids. There's a lot of what I would call mom guilt which is we feel like we need to be present at all times, available to our children at all times, be there to serve them, guide them, raise them. And a big switch for me in my mindset about being a mother was because at that point I was not a very happy mother. I was, I didn't like myself. I didn't feel good about myself. So then how can I be a happy, cheerful person around the home? You know, so a big switch for me was it's not my job to constantly be available to my children and present and meeting their needs is my job to give them a happy mother who loves life and shows them the potential in life. I changed that to be my new motto for what a good mom meant. So if that meant that I took an hour out of the evening to go to the gym, but I came back and I was a happier person with more energy who just modeled a lifestyle of fitness to them, that made me feel like a good mom. Not the fact that I would have sat around the house and read them a storybook for an hour and then been depressed the rest of the day. Does that make sense? I had to switch my definition of what it meant to be a good mother and what ultimately were my goals, because that was something that made it hard in the beginning, that sense of mom guilt of like, oh gosh, if I give up an hour with the kids to go to the gym, is that selfish? I think that's what a lot of moms wrestle with, but I just switched my paradigm on what am I actually giving my kids? It's the gift of me being wholehearted, being alive, being vibrant, being healthy and modeling a good lifestyle and modeling going after chasing hard after your goals in life. So when I made that switch, that kind of broke that obstacle out of the way and made me feel comfortable taking the time that I needed to get myself where I wanted to be in life. Yeah, definitely. You basically like you change your story, right? You change what you were telling yourself that I'm going to yes. this mindset to this. That's what I'm going to focus on. And if you're developing yourself and if you're going after what you want to, for you, it's fitness for other people, it'll be something else. You automatically radiate that, energy to other people so for you it's your children like they probably felt better and you were able to give more love to them with more kindness yes. you know yeah main thing like if you weren't happy and being depressed then you'll be like taking that you know your anger even if you don't want to you take it on them because you're unhappy with yourself and it shows exactly. how you treat people is how you feel about yourself exactly 100 it's just generally as well like you don't take other yeah. people's actions personally at all yes so when you're taking the time to do the things that make you feel good, like you're saying, that just has a ripple effect to everybody whose life you touch, whether it's the cashier at the grocery store or your kids or your spouse or your employees, like it affects everybody. So that's why I'm such a huge advocate of people doing the things that light them up inside and that give, bring out their passion, bring out their highest self. That's what the world needs more of. Absolutely, Angela. I think your kids, first of all, must be really, really proud of you. Um, <laughs> you have achieved. I think you must call yourself a super mom, you know. So <laughs> be proud of yourself and your kids must be really proud of yourself as well. Um, and absolutely right. I think it's very important to love yourself first, as Anusha and you kind of mentioned. But if you don't love yourself, then nobody will love you. I think that's, uh -huh. I think we could, we, I think we should kind of put that in our mind. Um, so, so let's, uh, so, so, so the next question we wanted to ask you, Angela, is that what do you, wh why do you think so many of us are obsessed towards the goal rather than, rather than all the small wins that come along the way? I think you kind of have answered this before, but maybe 
you can explain a bit more? Yes, yes, it's a great question. I think in some ways we have to be obsessed with the end goal, meaning we have to know where we're going and why we want it. But then we have to let that go and be more obsessed with the process it takes to get there. So if you want to start a business and you imagine yourself you know, owning this company that's making a million dollars a year, or if you want to start a weight loss journey and you imagine yourself in a bikini feeling awesome, yes, we have to have the excitement and passion for that end goal. But then once that's fixed, all the energy and excitement and obsession has to be on the tiny steps that get there. And we have to link as much good feelings to the process as we do to our imagination of what it'll be like to have it. So in other words, if we imagine feeling super healthy and fit and in shape, and we feel excited about that, but then we don't like any step of the way, we don't like going to the gym and we don't like eating the healthy food and we don't like getting more sleep and we don't like getting more water. Like you're not ever going to reach that goal because you haven't become as excited about the little steps it takes to reach the goal as you are the final goal. So it's kind of switching your love, the love of the journey to be almost more than the love of the end result, falling in love with the process. So if, if whatever that is that you love, that you want so badly as your end goal or your end result, it's like, how can you love each step of the way? How can you love every single gym workout or every single track workout or every single, you know, um, seminar you attend to learn to be a business owner or every single book you read? Like it has to be, you have to bring so much that same amount of joy and passion into the steps it takes to get there. Absolutely, Angela. I think I think the process makes you right because we always concentrate on the end goal. But I think the yes. process will, will make you, will define you, will make you in a better person. Uh, yes, that's the most important thing. Uh, yes, there's a quote that I love that says, um, "Your end goal is owned by a higher version of yourself," meaning the person you are at this exact moment is you're not ready for that end goal. You have to go through the process so that you can become the person that gets that result at the end. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, right, Angela. For example, starting this podcast, right? We were also, we were always like thinking about it, but we never took the first step or for example, planning the podcast, right? So as you said that, you know, taking, taking small steps towards your goal uh, makes you happy, makes you satisfied, and makes you in a better version. And for example, by doing this podcast for ourselves, I think we are learning a lot. I think our learning journey kind of counts rather than the end result, for example. Yes, yes, absolutely. Like I would give my personal example. So I was trying to find a graduate job and I had to go over, I think, 500 applications and about 20 interviews and I was just at the end like why is this happening like why do I have to go through all this again failure after failure rejection after rejection but I think I did get a job at their end but like that shaped me as a person a winner you know not a winner but in terms of yeah I am a winner because I've been through all these struggles and like it just changed my personality how I see obstacles yes. Um, I became a better person, I think. And I just wished I just was a bit more present. And I think that is very important, like being present now, because your time might be ending tomorrow. You don't know. And I think you want to go to the next place, get that, you know, whatever that might be. But this moment, is, it's just like, that is it. Um, mm -hmm. So the next question we want to ask you is actually, how hard was it for you to remain consistent when you were turning into an athlete? And why do you think others find it so hard to remain consistent? You know, whether it be their yoga journey, whether it be the business journey, um, the gym journey, or maybe starting a journal, anything. 
Mm -hmm. I think there's two things that come to mind with that. The first is, um, I think people are hard on themselves if they're not consistent. So say you want to lose weight, but then you, you have a week where you just didn't eat well, and maybe you didn't get to the gym and then people are very hard on themselves and they say, Oh, you know, I messed up. It's never going to happen. I'm a failure, that sort of thing. Or say you're starting a business and it's not going well for the first, you know, six, seven months. You're not seeing the type of um, changes that you want to see or the income that you want to see. And then people will just say like, oh, well, it's not going well. You know, I'm a failure. So some of it is just being really hard on yourself and judging the present present moment instead of like constantly looking for being resourceful and looking for solutions rather than focusing on like what's going wrong with it. So I think people get off track with their consistency when they become discouraged inside of themselves because they're not seeing it immediately. And then that does it, that takes away all your desire to keep doing the consistent actions that you need to do. And the other part of it is what I shared earlier. Sometimes people don't attach enough enjoyment and pleasure to the steps of consistency that lead to the end goal. So if you really hate the process, it's going to be very easy to stop doing it and stop being consistent. And it doesn't, it's not always, you know, in my case, I didn't always feel like going to the gym. I didn't always feel like going to the track. I just changed my standards from like, I should do it to, I must do it. Like, I just have to, if I want this badly enough, I just have to do it. It's not a should, or I have to, um, you know, drag myself out here, you know, repeatedly it's, I must, and there's no other way around it if I want the end goal. So I think some of it is like raising standards too. Yeah, it's like what you really, really want. And also I think we're living in this world, like we want everything instantly, you know, like click of a button, we want this. So like, you know, that's why we're so obsessed with like results rather than like taking each step and being consistent with it. Because I think consistency is key. You can't get anything so quickly because those things that are happening, the universe is shaping you to the becoming the person that you really are. Like if you got that thing straight away, then you would not be the person that you are today. So the struggles are failures are just needed. The rejections, the heartbreaks, everything is needed. It's part of what makes you. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That makes your unique story. That make, gives you the power for your next step. You know, whatever you want to do next, right? Mm-hmm. In, a, in a world where um, where everything is done in minutes, like instant noodles, for example. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so I, think, I think it's very, very important to kind of like, um, work consistently. I think consistent work and effort give you the result in the in the long run. And I think your story, Angela, kind of shows that, right? When you started it, you never expected that like you will be a, a top class athlete, but you kind of, you know, work worked consistently every day, every day, day in, day out. Um, and I think that's the most important thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so the next question we wanted to ask you, Angela, is that why, you, why do you think the power of self-love is so important in any transformation journey you go through in life? Hmm. Yes, this goes back to what I said about people being hard on themselves when they're in the process of change, because any transformation that you want to do is going to be difficult. And that's the bottom line. And, and anytime, just like a baby learning to walk, you're going to fall down a lot. And that's to be expected. But I think the first time or second time or third time that people fall down and they're so hard on themselves, there's, there's no self-love there. And it's so discouraging. Like you, you need that voice inside of yourself to say, 
you know what? It's okay. You're okay. You got this. Just keep going. You need that love, that sense of love for yourself and, and compassion for yourself. It'd be almost like being friends with yourself. What, what would you say to your best friend if they just had a discouragement or an obstacle or a failure? That's the way you need to talk to yourself. And that's what's going to ultimately sustain you over the long run instead of doing it from a place of, of being a harsh critic or being demanding or um, having a lack of compassion for yourself. So self-love is really important to cultivate in the process of reaching any sort of transformation. Absolutely, Angela. I think, for example, when, when, when a baby falls down, right, he, uh, he or she stands up again and he learns. I think that's yes. the important thing. Learning from your mistakes, whatever it is, and coming back stronger, that's the most important thing. Yes. And think how we respond to a baby. We expect a baby to fall when it's learning to walk, right? And when, we, when it does, we give it love. Like, oh, it's okay, honey. You know, get up. You're fine. And we maybe brush off their little knees or we help them stand up. Like we give that baby love and that's what motivates it to keep trying and growing. If we like spanked it or <laughs> punished it when it fell, it wouldn't even want to keep trying because it's now it's traumatized, right? It's discouraged, it's deflated. So think about how our natural instincts for when we see someone that we expect or we give them permission to fail because we, you know, they're one year old and we expect that and we give them love when they fail and we help them get back up. We need to do that to ourselves expect that that's going to happen and give ourselves love and encouragement when we do fall down or when we do fail or when we do get discouraged. Absolutely. And I think one more thing is that the story you tell yourself, for example, if you keep on telling yourself, you know, I'm a failure, I'm this, I'm that, I think that, that really kind of, you know, impacts your mindset. Uh, so it's mm -hmm. really important to say positive things to yourself rather than, rather than negative, negative things. I think that's, mm -hmm. that's really, really important. And as you as you called it right, it's very important to love yourself and appreciate yourself as you are. Because end of the day, you are a unique human being, right? No one yes. is you. You have a completely yes. unique DNA. Yes. Uh, no one can be you. You are you have to be yourself. Yes. And there is no point like you know, you comparing yourself to a third person. I think right. you always compare yourself to yourself. I think that's the most important thing. We almost, we, we, we all the time compare ourselves to our friends or our business partners or whatever. But I think our standards should match our own standards rather than other people's standards. Mm, that's a great point. And now that you're saying that, I'm thinking through my journey. Um, and I did, I rarely ever compared myself to someone else. And I think that actually was probably a key part. I only compared my progress to myself. In other words, like when I did my first 10 pushups, I wasn't looking at the girl in the gym who did 30 and thinking, oh, I'll never be like her. I was looking at myself and saying, oh, I did 10. Maybe I can do 12 next week. You know, I was, I was comparing myself to my own progress and that's how I was able to feel good so much during the process because, and, and back at that point there, you know, Instagram didn't exist <laughs> and I wasn't really on faith. I wasn't a social media person. So I wasn't really out there looking at other people and then feeling bad about myself. I was celebrating the standard of myself and how I was a month ago to how I was now. And just looking at that and feeling good about the progress that I made. So that's a great point to bring up. I think we need to use ourselves and our growth as a way to celebrate and feel great. Absolutely. Like, for example, when we see, you know, um, a person's post on Instagram having six pack, we said, oh, wow, I want that as well. But we don't really realize the hard work that has gone into it. <laughs> we just want the end result. We don't really understand the process of making that happen. 
So I think- and, and that might be a 10 year process for that Instagram model or whoever you're seeing, right? You don't, yeah. you don't know how long it took them. <laughs> yeah. And that links to what I, I was actually, I hate me. Like, would you actually talk to yourself like your best friend would you actually talk to be so rude to that person you know we often do that and it's like imagining your progress to your younger self imagine yourself just standing in front of you and you were that 10 year old kid and just that massive transformation to the person you have become it's like huge and I don't think we give ourselves enough importance you know I think it's just really really important um I think that this really goes back to, comes back to this, um, our next question. So the next question is, what advice would you give someone who doesn't believe in their personal power to make that transformation in their journey? That is an excellent question because that honestly was me. I didn't, I, I have had a major struggle in my life believing in myself. So that's a great question I can speak to. I think a lot of other people struggle with that too. There's two things that I would say. One is get around people that do believe in you. Because there were times that, you know, when I finally hired a coach to start running, he would tell me, I want you to run your first lap in this time. And I would say, what? I can't do that. Like, but he's like, trust me, you can, you know, and to have, to have people in your life that actually believe in you more than you believe in yourself, that is huge. So if you have a couple really good friends who can speak into your life, remind you of who you are and the strengths that they see sometimes when you don't believe in yourself, that's helpful. And the second thing is, read books and listen to podcasts like this and other sources that are going to help you to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, that's okay. That's normal, but there's ways that you can do it. For example, for myself, one of the, a book that really helped me transform this is, is a Tony Robbins book called awaken the giant within. And I went through that whole book and did all the homework and it it awakened the giant within. It's about bringing out that inner superpower. It's about waking up your own sense of ability and control and uniqueness. And so if you don't believe in yourself, that's okay. That's normal. But then bring the people and the resources that you need to get yourself to that place and to strengthen. It's like a muscle. Anytime you strengthen it, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So once you start believing yourself for a little bit, and you start reading these books and listening to these podcasts and getting around people that speak into your life, it's going to grow and grow and grow. Yeah, exactly. You have to keep going because you have been wired, your subconscious has been wired to believe in a certain way, to act in a certain way since you were like seven. So like, you know, you have to change those beliefs and everyone has a unique power. Like, you know, you are the creator of your life. You have the gears like of your life. So only you, you can change it. Like, for example, I said, reading podcast, listening to podcasts, reading books, it's only like you, only you can change it. And again, slowly but slowly, you change your perspective, right? It's all about changing that perspective, that mindset. If you do that, everything else works out, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely and i think it's very important to surround yourself as angela said with the yeah, right people definitely because yeah. if you don't, i think that will kind of drag you down and you will never ever achieve your end goal so i think it's very important mm-hmm. so next question angela i hope you're enjoying these questions <laughs> uh, i love these questions <laughs> so our favorite question uh, so what was holding you back before you started this journey of uh, weight loss uh, physical transformation it was just all of my limiting beliefs and excuses that was what holding back it really was me there was no <laughs> and a lot of it like i mentioned earlier was the mom guilt of feeling like well i should stay home and take care of these kids and i should put my husband's needs first and i should do this and i should do that so it was just all these like limiting beliefs of what i thought i should do 
that was totally suffocating the person that I was created to be and put here on earth to be. And um, once I started to just like break apart some of those things, I think ultimately comes back to when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of changing. That's when we change. It's like, I can't stand to be this way anymore. Like that pain becomes stronger. The pain of staying the same becomes stronger than the pain it will take to change. So that's where my, what held me back in the beginning was just my own self. Wow. And I think, as you said that, I think society wants us to think in a certain way, but you have to kind of transform yourself. For example, as, as, as a mom of three, three kids, you know, society kind of says that, you know, you have to look after your kids, you have to do this, you have to do that. But I think it's very important to kind of dream as well as, as you did. And um, yeah, it's it just amazing. Um, and, and as you kind of said that, you know, limitation is, is in your brain. Yes. The one that is kind of stopping yourself, no one else. Yeah. Yes. And, and if you believe in yourself, then other people will also believe in you. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's just that fuel that you need that fuel, that pain, that enough is enough now. And now I'm going to strive for it. And I think it's all, it's just so hard sometimes to get out of that state. You're sometimes in that state that you're like, no, I'm very, very comfortable right now in this place. But it's like, you know, when you think, when you start to see that there is potential, you know, when you start making those steps, you're like, I have so much potential. I was just holding myself back. So I think mm-hmm. what you did is like really, really inspiring. So now this is our favorite round, which is the rapid fire round. So you can only answer in one line or using a word. So are you ready, Angela? Let's go. Okay, <laughs> right. So what is what, what is the one thing you do when you feel like giving up or feel exhausted with your current journey? I journal. That's great. I think it's very important for people to realize that everyone goes through, you know, things like that not like no, no one is like a super power human you know right these emotions right absolutely right uh, i think we have around fifty thousand thoughts and only 10 percent of the th- only only ten thousand thoughts are like positive so it's very uh-huh. important to kind of <laughs> write them down because when you write write it down then you kind of you can judge what is right what is wrong so it's very important yes yeah that. journaling is like a huge point of self-awareness it helps you observe your thoughts and see like, oh, you know, half of these are BS. I got to throw these out, you know, and it helps me to kind of like get myself straight when I do that. So yes, I, I journal when I'm feeling discouraged or not believing in myself or defeated or when I come to an obstacle, I get that journal out. Perfect. That's amazing. So the next question we wanted to ask you, Angela, is that what tip would you give someone who is debated to, debating to embark on their transformation journey, whether it be weight loss or whether it be to wake up early each morning just do it just yeah like logo just do it yeah (laughs) the debating is like that's like mud that just slows you is you're not going to decide it spending five more months thinking about it isn't going to do anything except waste five more months so the debating part i the answer is just do it you just have to take that first action exactly for example if you're embarking on a weight loss weight loss journey just go on that first run for five minutes at least. Just yes, just do it. Exactly, exactly, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so what is your favorite part of your whole journey that you've gone through? Right now. 
Oh, <laughs> that's really incredible, right? I really love that. Really appreciate that. So thank you so much, Angela, for joining us um, and, and sharing your amazing transformation journey with us. Like you've definitely made us believe that with passion, with determination, you can do whatever you want. Like you've just shown like from being overweight to what you are right now, it's just, it's just incredible. It's all about do you really want to do it? How much are you willing to strive, basically? So, Angela, if our audience want to connect with you or if they want to get coaching from you, where can they find you? Yes, I have a YouTube channel. So Angela Myers is my YouTube channel. Um, they also can find me on Facebook, Angela Myers. And then um, my Instagram account is Angela Myers 67 And I also have a web my website, AngelaMyers.net. Great. Thank you. It has been our pleasure talking to you. And thank you to all of you who are listening. We are so grateful and humbled to have you as part of our community who are trying to break past barriers which are holding you back to achieving your goals. Let's together change lives around us. Please follow us on our Instagram page, What is Holding You Back, and give us feedback. And you can also listen to us on various platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And we're so excited for our upcoming episodes. They're going to be so, so epic. So looking forward to having you back. So sending you lots of love and gratitude as well as strength for whatever you're going through. Thank you. Thank you so much.